0: on this week's episode we're turning the clock back a little bit and we are on zoom we are not in studio this week but hopefully we will be back soon we had listener of the month from the month of april and peter joined the show today we talked about the toronto maple Leafs, what he liked about the moves at the trade deadline we also got into a little bit of talk about nfts Um, Some of us on the show maybe weren't too accustomed to it, so we got to learn a little bit today. Isn't that right, Kak?
1: Well, uh, you just said April, and I thought he was March, but either way, yes. Oh, he was
0: March, yes. (laughs) NFTs,
1: man. (laughs) NFTs, DMT, let's go.
0: We only talked about the trade deadline this week, obviously, (laughs) because that was the news that took up most of the airwaves surrounding the NHL. We gave three teams we liked that did the best moves and three teams that we thought could have done more or just really underwhelmed us. But as always, Face Off Hockey Podcast is brought to you guys by Bean Bundle. Are you guys coffee lovers? Do you prefer fresh roasted beans every morning, in the afternoon, or at night? Then jump on and subscribe to Bean Bundle, Canada's newest coffee subscription. Each month, you get to try different trendy and hip roasters from across the world. And the best part about it is it's delivered right to your door. Tell them how to get started, CAC.
1: Unlike working for Kim Bagula, it's super easy to get started. First, you choose how much coffee you want per month. For an example, if I order two 12-ounce bags, that should last me about a month. You can choose how you brew at home. Do you use a filter or an espresso machine? Do you like light, medium, or dark
2: roasts? The choices are yours. But Mike, what happens when you don't have equipment? Well, cock, no need to worry. At Bean Bundle, they have everything from grinders, pour-over filters, and droppers. They got you covered, buddy. There's free shipping across Canada, and all you have to do is use our promo code PUCK25 at checkout to receive 25% off any month-to-month subscription. That's promo code P-U-C-K25 at checkout. Fresh and different coffees for you and your loved ones to try every month, visit BeanBundle.com for more.
0: Episode 67, let's go!
1: It's only game. Why do you have to be mad?
3: This guy's such an idiot here. This is your podcast.
1: Tiger, where are you? Tiger.
2: <laughs> this is Face Off Hockey.
0: Welcome back to the show, guys. If you're watching on YouTube, things are a little bit different this week. We are back on Zoom Uh, just some things you can't control in life and government higher ups, you know, they like to bully people around a little bit. So it is what it is. We're back on zoom for now, for the time being, like I, if you guys are watching on YouTube, like I said, hit the subscribe button. If you haven't already. Also, if you're listening to us on Apple, Spotify, or Google podcasts, hit that subscribe button there as well. Like the show, rate the show, share it with friends. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at faceoff puck pod. You can follow us at the names below here left to the right top i don't know where it's going to be this week we got to get readjusted to everything uh on this week's episode we do have our listener of the month peter like i mentioned off the intro so we'll be getting to that a little bit later on in the episode but pretty much all we have to go over today is the trade deadline you know the week leading up to it since last week with with steven on our uh episode 66 um like, yeah, there was a couple of blowout blow games here and there. I, I Did you guys happen to see? I think it was Minnesota, St. Louis. One game was like nine to one. And then Colorado yeah. was like eight, three. There were a couple of big, eight, one games. game,
1: like eight, one games, Washington and yeah. uh, Ov only got one assist. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. There were some crazy scores, but basically the trade deadline was all the big news. Um, before I forget this week, you can catch us on the Odeon sports podcast hosted by Annie O'Donnell. If you guys Yo. have been listening to us for a while, Annie's been our guest um, numerous times. Uh, I made an appearance on her show back in the summer, but this time Mikey and the CAC will be joining me, so stay tuned for that. And Ever since we last talked to Annie, she's made a lot of appearances on radio stations throughout Canada, most notably here on Sportsnet, the Fan 590. So that's a big deal. Good for her. We're going to be super excited to go on her show. I think we're going to be talking about the trade deadline as well. Maybe we'll tease her about the Anaheim Ducks, how they didn't trade Ryan Getzlaff. Did you guys see those reports that were circling around Sunday, Monday about Ryan Getzlaff? Did you think at any point that was actually going to happen?
1: Unless Getzlaff resigns, it was a stupid thing to keep him. Unless he resigns. Because I was seeing the shades of the Matt Sundin thing with Toronto. Um, He wanted to go to Vegas because it was like for family stuff and whatever. Super close to his home. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. I mean... I have no opinion on it. I Ryan guts laugh is uh, he's only had like three goals or something this year. I know that, that it's been a depleted ducks lineup, but still three goals. And um I think, the, I
0: think the initial rumor was that the Montreal Canadians were looking at Getzlaff. I, yeah. so, so what's that about? You're going to try and bring back gets laugh, Corey Perry play together. You go yeah, sign Eric. You're trying to win the Stanley cup. <laughs> Man, in 2006. Like If you
1: told me five years ago, I'd watch a Habs Leafs games. This Le- 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 Leafs game this week, where Eric Stahl, Jason Spezza, Joe Thornton, um, <laughs> Corey Alexander Perry. Alexander Burroughs is an assistant coach. I would have been like, yeah, Cory Perry, exactly. I would have been like, get out of here, but on the bench, too. Like, yeah. it's just it's it's a wacky sport sometimes, and a lot can happen. And but Ryan Getzlaff, I mean, I don't know. I it would have he's a good playmaker, yeah, but uh, I I, I, I he wasn't I wasn't, I wasn't really like hinging on it for either of my clubs so it's it's fine
0: yeah and some other big news this week oh, you raised your eyebrow brother when you drank yeah. water you're a little thirstier yeah. um oh, some yes. other big news this week the vancouver canucks they reopened their facilities as of a couple of days ago obviously they had the big covid outbreak going on if you guys aren't in tune to what had happened there and you want to kind of catch up on that go back and check us out last episode with steven we really got into that uh, topic where he had originally thought that maybe they weren't going to continue the rest of the season. They were kind of just going to let it out. They're already out of the playoffs, but you know, the NHL, the PA, the Canucks, they're working hard. And I think the last we had heard Elliot Friedman had reported that no one on the playing staff. So on the player side wanted to quit the rest of the year. They wanted to keep playing. So good on them. You know, they'll get through this season They'll Jim Benning will have time to think about what he's got to do with his salary cap. Cause he's going to have some problems. You didn't, Unless they fire him. Yeah, or that too. He forgets to dye his <laughs> hair and they fire him. Um, I, I don't, I didn't we're gonna talk about the trades in a second here. I we're gonna go over our top three teams that we thought did the best, top three, or I guess you could say bottom three teams that did the worst. I didn't have Vancouver on the top or the bottom. They were kind of in a stuck between a rock and a hard place where Adam Gaudet, oddly enough, the guy who was um, traced back to the start of the outbreak was the only or one of the couple guys that got moved. I think he went to Chicago, if my memory yeah, serves yeah. me correctly. Um, so, anyway, we'll talk about the trade deadline. Let's just go over some of the big deals that happened. Not really on Monday. To be honest, it was kind of all Sunday night. Now, what were you guys doing Sunday night? Were you guys sleeping? I was just about to go to bed, and then we see Taylor Hall coming through. David Riddick came through. Felino earlier that day. What were you guys doing? I thought all the trades were going to be done by Sunday, 3 in the morning.
2: I was uh, – like in and out of sleep, it was like eight o'clock. I remember texting UGO and I was texting uh SCAC man as well. We were both, te- we were all texting. And I just, I, I felt like I was in a dream. I woke up to all these text messages in the morning, Taylor Hall to Boston. I had said that even before it was announced that he yeah. went to Boston. And I just was tripping out like Sunday night, Monday morning. I was kind of like in a fog about everything. Well, so.
0: initially when Felino got traded around like five o'clock, I think it was in the afternoon. I texted both you guys and
2: I didn't get a response
0: from either of you for like an hour and a half, and I'm like,
1: <laughs> "Oh, that...
0: people, this is okay. happening now. It's, I now. it's
1: about to go down." <laughs> I now know what I was doing Sunday. Okay, yeah, I'm trying to remember
2: what the fuck I was doing on Sunday. I, I okay, so, so you
0: were clearly sleeping, Mike. I, Heck, I
1: don't I, know what you were I, doing. So I had an impromptu outdoor, socially distant gathering <laughs> with my friend. It just happened. It was just three friends that were walking just happened to walk to the same spot and it was it we just sat and like hung out and chilled for like two hours and Mm -hmm. it was my friend uh evan and and brett who i said that taylor hall was gonna go to boston so that's why like i didn't check my phone because i hadn't seen these guys in a long time and uh that's that's what i was doing on sunday that's why i didn't get back to anybody
2: yeah uh yeah, Jim, anyway. <laughs> I don't remember what the fuck I was doing, dude. But, but uh, yeah. I remember I remember you texting me about Felino, and I said, Yeah, well, enjoy uh, boss Taylor Hall or Boston can enjoy Taylor Hall or something
0: yeah, like that. Yeah, it, it's it's true. You did say that, and then about six hours later, that actually happened. But yeah. let's kind of let's kind of backtrack a little bit, we'll lead oh, up to okay. Monday and that Sunday night. So I guess it all kind of started on April 10th. Brandon Montour was dealt from Buffalo to the Florida Panthers. Florida added another little bit of insurance on the back end. And then everyone was starting to think, okay, maybe this is it. Maybe now Buffalo starts kind of selling off everyone else. Trades will start to follow. And it wasn't until later that day that Colorado went out and got Devin Dubnik from San Jose. Uh, I'd have to check my stats and numbers again, but I don't think Dubnik played a ton of games um, with San Jose this season. But that was kind of a good move on Colorado's part. I'll get to that in a minute. And then we saw a little three-way trade between Detroit, Columbus, and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now, CAC, oh. you you're flicking your eyebrows up and down because this was a spicy meat mall.
1: Oh man. That was just, that was
0: a headache to understand. Yeah. Do you kind of want to break it down if you can for a little bit, I'll wait till you pull some stuff up. So So basically what had happened, uh, Detroit got stuck in the middle or we'll call them the broker. That's what the insiders were using the last couple of days. They were brokering the deal between uh, Columbus and Tampa Bay. So, what was that? So the first—I
2: <laughs> was that too. So the first deal
0: that went down: David Savard went from Columbus to Detroit for Brian Lashoff. Then somehow David Savard ended up in Tampa Bay's hands. Brian Lashoff ended up in Tampa Bay's hands, and the Red Wings somehow got a fourth-round pick out of this, and Columbus got a first and a third.
1: This so so uh Devin D- Dubnik played 17 games with San Jose, but uh so here's how it ended up, and it was. And I remember I was getting tires rotated, and I'm trying to figure this out, and whatever. But so Columbus acquired a 2021 first round pick, a 2022 second round pick from Tampa Bay. Now how where Detroit factors into this? Now remember Stevie Y was old, like told not to tamper with Tampa Bay <laughs> back in prior to the season. Before you continue,
0: what is it about old Detroit Red Wings guys who go in a front office? And they get plans named after them. We got the Shanna plan and now the Yizer plan.
1: <laughs> I haven't seen Yizer plan. You haven't That's seen Yizer
0: plan? Oh, yeah, man. That, I've that been on t-
1: hockey Twitter a lot. I, that, what the I fuck? Net, didn't is this Obamacare? What the fuck yeah, is going you, on here? You guys seriously successful. never
0: heard the term Yizer plan? Are you
1: successful? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I haven't. No. Interesting. I, anyway, but, go but on. I don't doubt though. it now. I like it all. But, uh, but so Detroit <laughs> ends up with... <laughs> Half retained on David Savard, but because they're retaining half of that, they get a fourth round pick from Tampa Bay. So Savard makes $2.125 million, half of that retained. That's on their books. Tampa acquires David Savard, half retained, and Brian Lashoff for nothing. So essentially they spent a first, a third, and a fourth and they just they just got david savard and brian lash off it was tough to understand like i understood it after because i like uh, um cap friendly on their twitter put it like i need to see images i need pictures so when i saw that i'm like oh okay now i understand but so, we were trying to make sense because nhl.com had this article and like it just asked it just it brought out more questions
2: than it answered <laughs> like
0: yeah i, I remember, think we have a said, question i think we have a question from the audience member mike
2: go ahead I, I do have a question. Um, Ugh, what? Hi, hi, Cac. Um, hi. This is, a, this is a two-part question. This <laughs> is a two-part <laughs> question. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Continue. Um, sorry. Uh, okay. So, so the initial trade that happened was Savard to Detroit, correct? correct? Yes. So, what did Detroit have to give back in return for Savard? Brian Lashoff. Brian
1: Lashoff. Okay. okay. What was so? What was confusing? Okay. About that. About that article was the first like they were like uh they were like uh Savard first played for Detroit and it was like well wait one minute that doesn't make any sense just the way they worded the yeah. the um the the article was just very very strange uh but that's okay. that's a great question um <laughs> and uh yeah you know get pucks, deep. Get Thanks pucks deep
0: yeah so Tampa Bay kind of uh we all kind of came to the conclusion overpaid for David Savard I mean it's a nice insurance thing back there for Tampa Bay they're Probably gonna make a deep cup run again. I mean, not only are they gonna have Steven Stamkos fully healthy this time around, but they're also getting Nikita Kucherov right back in time for playoffs.
2: So oh, such, I, it's so sketchy how this happens. So can like, well, we were like, all calling okay, it though. Okay, Everyone but, but was listen, saying it. Listen, but listen, but listen. So you got like the Leafs. Oh, but right? oh, hold, on, hold on, okay. Before we
0: rip on them, let's. I don't I remember rip, here I don't for a rip second on anyone. The Leafs are taking advantage of this LTI I do understand. situation. As I, we speak. I'm
2: not. I'm not gonna rip on anyone and if I do rip on anyone for that reason it's also going to be me ripping on the Leafs for the same reason how the fuck is this allowed it just is it They, they both. Yeah. it's Tampa the Pac- and, Kane thing Tampa Bay and Toronto both brokered almost identical deals for different players almost yeah. identical deals and then you to know circumvent they, the cap <laughs> to, to, to 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 yeah to it's like it's like tax evasion Uh, who's going to jail for this? What the fuck is going on here? No one. That's the beauty of it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's fully legal. It's allowed. It's in the CBA.
2: I don't, I don't get it. I agree with
1: you. I think it is. I don't get it. It's a little, you know, the rich man getting richer kind of deal, but uh, you know, it's, it's, they, They, you're
2: right though. They, it's circumventing the cap and they were, they basically were able to find a way to broker a deal to only pay 25% of someone's salary instead of 50% of someone's salary. Yeah. It's insane.
0: Let, let's, let's talk about the next brokering of deal with the Toronto Maple Leafs stuck in between that Savard deal and the Foligno deal with Toronto. The Habs went out and got John Merrill from Detroit. Oh, uh, nice. Merrill had played three years with Vegas. He was, he was okay. He was a part of that uh, cup run, but you know, kind of just a depth piece back there, uh, <clears throat> excuse me for the uh, Montreal Canadians moving forward. Uh, so yeah. So the next brokerage deal was the Maple Leafs and the Columbus Blue Jackets with the San Jose Sharks. So, Stefan Nason was Nathan. the first. Nason,
1: yeah, we've Nathan. been saying we've been saying it wrong this entire yeah. time. Yeah, Liam Nason
0: doesn't, doesn't matter. Liam Nason was acquired from <laughs> Columbus for a 2021 first-round pick and a 2022 fourth-round pick from Toronto. Somehow, Liam Nason ends up with the Maple Leafs along with Nick Foligno, but sandwiched in between that, the San Jose Sharks got a 2021 fourth-round pick. So essentially. The Leafs gave up two fourth rounds, one this year, one next year, and a first round pick. And they get Liam Neeson, Stefan Neeson's cousin, and uh, (laughs) and Nick Foligno. So I had been talking about earlier on in past episodes with our face-off debate. I thought the Leafs needed to go out and get a forward. They went out and did that. What did you guys think of that deal? Do you think Foligno really helps the Toronto Maple Leafs going forward?
2: I fucking Uh love the deal. And that's all I'm going to say about that. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to get
1: into my Taylor Hall spiel right now, but I will say this. They needed another playoff performer in case someone went down. And the fact that it was Felino with his family's history, without giving uh, away any players on the roster or the minors, that was a very interesting thing. And if you're going to do it in a draft where it's pretty much a crapshoot, right then you're gonna this do is it
2: like the, this is the this is the time to do it you're right when when there's yeah. a draft coming up that's question <laughs> yeah and, Insert and, sound clip good answer good answer. answer
1: um see now I forgot what else I was gonna say but uh, it's it's basically I mean they still have a lot of draft uh, prospect capital still so it's not really I mean it's it wasn't the biggest loss really to do yeah. this I mean especially if there was a bidding war and you also have to think, especially after the uh, that depth sign, uh, that depth trade with Columbus for Riley Nash. You would think, and I think there was a lot of speculation. Oh, does this open the door for a potential Nick Felino kind of trade? Mm-hmm. So I like it. There's intangibles to Nick Felino's game that the Leafs desperately need. He has some grit. He has some speed. His father played for the Legend, Leafs, which that, is great. He's going to wear his number seventy-one. Oh, David Clarkson, who yeah. and it's. <laughs> Fuck that guy. So, um so yeah. So, the I water think, bottle. <laughs> yeah. So, I think on that front, they got they they got a really good player there. I just hope that it works for them. Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll get
2: we'll get to that in a minute. Listen, uh, anyone with half a brain that watches hockey knows that the Leafs could use Nick Foligno a hell of a lot better than they could use. And I players. will explain that when we get to Taylor Hall. Yes.
1: So,
0: and
2: Bob McKenzie.
0: By. Bob McKenzie on Trade Center actually went and further reiterated that point by saying. If the Leafs wanted Taylor Hall, they could have got him, but they didn't want him. And but Taylor Hall anyway.
1: didn't want to go there anyway. So
0: good fuck, for me. Fuck you. Love it. Stay out of here. Calculator
2: nerd. He's like <laughs> the water bottle.
0: I don't yeah, want
1: him. I don't um, want him. Um touch it. So a couple hours later. It's not bad right. to be a virgin, by the way, guys. Just... <laughs> a couple
0: of boom, sound clip insert. Um, so before we, a couple hours later, before we all went to bed and, you know, we're hoping to wake up with some extra News on the Toronto Maple Leafs front. They went on and got David Riddick, a good insurance piece. The guy's a UFA that we had talked about last episode with Steven. Um, what does this mean for Freddie Anderson? Who knows? Can't be a good thing. So we'll talk about that in a minute. Let's go over some of the other big trades. So Taylor Hall and Curtis Lazar left Buffalo. They're off to Beantown. Jeff Carter went from the LA Kings to the Pittsburgh Penguins for a third and a fourth this year and next year. They I are yeah, half retain and their conditional picks. so it's probably if he ends up staying there or going on deep playoff runs or whatever. I forgot to mention Anders Bjork and a second-round pick in 2021 went the other way from Boston. Um, Carl Soderberg went back to the Avalanche, being acquired from the Chicago Blackhawks, and two forwards were exchanged there, Josh Dickinson and Ryder Rolson, which is an all-time great hockey name. Um, Sam Bennett finally got his wish. He's out of Calgary. He was sent to Florida, who's actually going to I know they're putting together a nice little team here. Yeah. could be going on a deep run. Uh, That was for a second round pick in 2022 and forward Emil Heineman. And then the final big deal of yesterday, and it was really the only big deal yesterday because there wasn't as many on deadline day, Anthony Manta from the Detroit Red Wings. Oh. <sighs> yeah, this was a, this was a head scratcher. He goes Weird. to the Washington Capitals and in return, the Red Wings, the Yizer plan coming through with Richard Ponick, Jacob Vrana, a 2021 first rounder and a 2022 second rounder. Um, so yeah, those what? are some of the bigger deals today. We're going to, we're going to talk about that in a second. Cause I know it's coming. So I'm going to give my top three teams from uh, the deadline on who I thought did the best. Number one, honestly, no bias. This is just purely a fact. The Toronto Maple Leafs, they went out, they got two, they got a depth defenseman and Ben Hutton just as an insurance piece They bring in Riley Nash, they bring in Nick Foligno, and they bring in David Riddick. They literally addressed the two positions they needed to address. They addressed the forward left side, and they brought in a goaltender. Now, who knows how it's going to play out, but what I will say is you got to give credit to Kyle Dubas, and if you guys have been watching the show since the audition tapes, you'll know. Myself, Cac, I don't really remember what your feelings are about Kyle Dubas. Mikey, I know you're not the biggest fan either, but right now you got to give him a lot of credit. He's gone out. He's pushed the chips in. He's doing what he has to do to help this team succeed. So if anything, he's bought some time. You know And what? I say that because even if they, sorry, Mikey, even if they do lose in the first or second round this year, which would be terrible and heartbreaking, um, it's not his fault because he's gone out and made the moves to try and help this team win. But what I will revert back to is you still have guys like Jumbo, Galchenyuk, Engval. And Simmons on this team and what scares me is they're one injury away in any position goaltending, defense, forward from a potential disaster. So I'm going to try and pump the brakes a little bit on the Leafs but they did succeed very well on the trade deadline. Thoughts?
2: Uh okay, so I'm just going <laughs> to say uh Kyle Dubis is he's stubborn, man. He uh He's like, I almost respect him more if he just stuck to his guns and and just like, you know, stuck to his own plan and, you know, skill players. Like, I would have almost maybe respected him more. Uh, The fact that he is doing what, you know, I think he should have done already uh, now, um, you know, good on you for maybe realizing where you were wrong the same time i mean you're this you're this huge analytics guy supposed to revolutionize the sport and you're coming in here and you're just buckling and doing what everyone would expect you to do in this position so i mean you're a flake but if it works and i and i think he's made some really good acquisitions here uh you know completely out of his realm in my opinion for him to make trades like this uh you know giving up a first round draft pick and all that shit uh that being said, I think he did exactly what we needed to do. I think we addressed some major, major concerns, goaltending, uh, you know, a depth forward, a Zach Hyman type player, which is what we all agree uh, is what the Leafs needed more of. Um, as long as William Nylander stays injured, I think we'll have a really good chance.
1: I, I, the thing is, I want to talk about Dubas, but it leads into the Taylor Hall thing. So I'm going okay.
0: to, he's, let it happen. yeah.
2: You're on mute, buddy. Nah, oh, what? sorry.
0: Wow, haven't done that in <laughs> a while. But can we all agree that the Toronto Maple Leafs are probably all in our top three of best teams? Oh yeah, yet? my on winners were yeah.
2: Tampa
1: to Toronto and Detroit. Yeah. Um, On its own, the Jacob Verana for Anthony Mantha is Huge. just the <laughs> one for one yeah, on was, its I like own. Completely yeah. agreed, dude. I completely agree, But to add a agreed. first, and it, like this was, this was desperation. This mm. was, that's it, it, that's what it was. I mean, a first and a second and Richard Ponick. Let me tell you something about Jacob Verana. That guy was taken off pp1 i don't know why that was the case but last year he had 52 points in 69 games nice Nice. and he is he was miserable because he was getting less playing time and he didn't understand why that was and to be honest i don't know much about the washington Capitals, so i can't really speculate as to why but this was a guy that was scoring 20 goals for two years 20 goals and he was being he was just they were just kind of like reining him in and it's like, look, he's a first round pick. I mean, 2014, but still first round pick, let him go. Like, I don't understand. Unleash this guy. He's a, he's a, you know, six foot guy, but Detroit absolutely took Washington to the cleaners. It just reminds me. Yeah, that's right. It just reminds me of the Philip Forsberg thing uh, that trade that Washington did. I And it's a different GM. I understand yeah. that, but what is it about these desperate moves like Anthony Mantha, really yeah. dylan larkin like this was the move that buffalo thought that they were gonna get for hall and we'll keep we'll save yeah. that but but yeah, it was just same team different gm same type of move mm-hmm. it wasn't even like for dylan larkin like
2: come on i yeah. mean it's I it's agree. an absolute asinine trade like i a one and a two you're right like vrana alone straight swap vrana is a better player i think in my opinion so mm-hmm. uh i mean i the the I, I couldn't believe when I read the details of this trade. I still can't really believe it.
0: It's insane. It's this wild. went through. Uh, it's not <sighs> Bill Guerin in the wild, kind of wild, but it, no, it's a it's wild not. trade. So, Kak, you had the Leafs, Toronto, and Detroit. You said yep. um, I had Toronto up there. I also had Colorado and Ottawa. Uh, in Ottawa's case, they had three veteran defensemen that were on expiring deals. They weren't going to be here after this season. They have a yo- a lot of young talent, up and coming in Ottawa. Pierre Dorian had a lot of confidence in the way their guys have performed this year and really taken the reins of this team. So he had the confidence to move on from these guys, added more draft picks, pushing the young guys, Ottawa a plus because as bad as their season's gone, everything's kind of gone to plan yeah, for them. Yeah. You know, they're, they're the
2: only bottom team in my opinion, that's executed exactly how they should have.
1: Yep. I, 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 I just, I feel a little bit bad for Gabranson, new dad. And it's like, by the way, bye-bye yeah.
2: <laughs> for, Ottawa, for Ottawa a 20- 22,
1: for a 2022 seventh-round pick.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Colorado, quickly. Um. No major moves. They brought back Soderbergh, insurance piece. They're comfortable. They know what he's like. He's been there before. But they went out and got Devin Dubnik. And what really screwed the Avs and Joe Sakic last year was the fact that Grubauer got hurt, and they had to ride Michael Hutchinson and Freddie Francus, 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 yes. Francus at the back end. So, worse comes to worse, if they get in that same position again, they got at least a guy, you know, can step in and play some big games. Maybe he's not the best guy, but it's someone. It's better than Frank Kuz and Michael Hutchinson. So, you know, Devin Dubnik comes in. I think Sackick did well. He sees how well the team's playing right now. You know, let's not forget, I think they lost in game seven to Dallas with Hutchinson and Nett. Yeah. They were that close to advancing. And look where Dallas yeah. ended up going. And Hutchinson
2: so, did play quite well for them, and they quite played quite well in front of him, too. Yeah, so, exactly. I mean yeah i i think colorado's got a really really good chance this year for sure
0: for sure um before we uh move on to the three worst we're gonna throw in peter because we are running short on time with zoom because well hey how's it going um so this was our listener of the month peter
1: all right here it is our next listener of the month um did i get this right peter cabral Peter Cabral let's welcome Peter Cabral everybody <laughs> In- insert soundboard much. clip here <laughs> it's actually Peter Cabral uh all right so Peter you here know what is my it- name is <laughs> why uh anyway so my uh, inside joke so uh, Peter is a Toronto Maple Leaf fan and Vegas fan all right all right as you can see I had nothing to do with that right we still gonna go with that story okay
0: you long-suffering to with fan that. of both franchises Long tenured history, both franchises, of course. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Multiple <laughs> Stanley Cup final appearances, of course.
1: Love it. Love it. Oh, it's so hard being us. So um, now, Peter, Peter, I've known Peter for a long time. We we work together. And uh, hi, Stan. And um, so should we talk about this Wayne Primo story? Do you want to take the lead on this?
3: uh i know you really want to tell it you can no drive. no no
1: no no! i want you to tell it i want you, you, you to tell, tell it. It. you could tell by how excited he is no no no, peter you tell it come on um, we only have a certain amount of time here god damn it
3: wayne primo uh this uh inside joke between uh CAC and i has been for many years now um what was the event again do you know what the you invited was
1: that we were... you invited a few of us to Leaf fan fest
3: right So it was leaf fan fest. I got a few free tickets for that. And I invited CAC, our friend, Josh, and a guy named Brian, who, uh,
1: (laughs) Brian watches, by the way, I
2: think sometimes can't trust those Brian's. So hi, Brian.
3: Hey, Hey, um, (laughs) we were all there at the, uh, air Canada center at that time. And, uh, just going around pretty damn busy there. And we're just looking for things to do. There was lots of interesting things, little exhibits to look at. And then, uh, One of the things was each day you get to uh, uh, potentially line up and get an autograph from uh, a player. So we ended up walking around. We stumbled upon a lineup and we're like, huh, what's this? And we just uh, stayed in line, not knowing what it was, (laughs) what it was for. And uh, what was it? Eventually down the line, we went up some stairs waiting for this line, not knowing what it was. It was a long damn line. And then eventually further down the line, what was it? Did did one of us, Josh or someone, run up further to see who it was?
1: Yeah, after and, a uh, while.
3: I don't know if it was just one player, but the one player in particular we found out it was Wayne Primo. And after waiting for how long was it? Like half an hour, 45 yeah. minutes?
1: It was a, uh, yeah, it was substantial.
3: We find out it was Wayne Primo and we're
1: like, oh, <laughs> screw that. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> A little too loudly, too. That's we so like, funny. And we we're like, yeah. Wayne Primo? That's that's the, that's who we've been waiting for this entire uh, time? Uh, not so even we just Keith? Booked, <laughs> we just booked exactly. it out. Of, and we, I think... I, did he, Who
3: was it that we were waiting for potentially? I know Josh was really excited to see somebody in particular. I don't know,
1: but I but part of me thought that they had heard us complaining, like like, like I had heard. I thought that they heard us. I think we were
3: pretty close to the line at this to the end of the line at this point. So, and we're pretty vocal about it.
0: And uh, um, did uh, wait, Wayne's representatives just kind of look at each other and look back at you guys?
1: <laughs> people
2: definitely looked at us. <laughs> we didn't I mean, stay are they long.
3: surprised?
2: <laughs> what a gamble! Really? What a gamble to do, though, just wait in a huge line. Like, that's something that I would do for sure. If I saw a big ass line and a bunch of people waiting in line, yeah, I would totally hop in that line well, 100%. Yeah, it's, but, but it's it is a it's a gamble, right? You win some, you lose some high risk, high reward. Fortunately, yeah. we lost that one. Oh fuck! Yeah, yeah. So, so did
3: Wayne Primo.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but our friend Nathan, who who always
1: brings him up all the time, wasn't even there for it, and then that somehow became a meme within our like little clique. Yeah,
3: there still talked about.
1: Still it. talked about it, but it's, uh, it's
0: it's funny you mentioned Wayne Primo because for some reason I have a vague memory of him in a Toronto Maple Leafs uniform and Oh, he was I barely do, there. I well I was going to say I do see here on his hockey DB he it was his final season 2009 to 2010. He played 59 games with the Leafs and had a big whopping total of eight points
1: i got eight points it was eight points yeah he didn't even get 10 <laughs> points for the club and he was like they, they they were like oh it's gonna be a a famous alumni you know and we're like oh okay alumni we're, at worst <laughs> at, at worst it's gonna be darcy tucker at, at you know whatever yeah, for real though yeah and 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 that's the guy we're They're waiting still for. paying him yeah, so it was just ridiculous. But talking about high risk, high reward, uh Habs won Monday. Yeah, all right. Thanks for coming. Uh, uh, you
0: just talking about how they beat the Leafs. Congratulations.
1: I told you <laughs> they can stick with the Leafs. They can play the Leafs. It's just been bullshit all season. Well, let, uh, let's
0: get let's get Peter's thoughts on that because we know Peter's a Leaf fan, as he's mentioned. And yeah. if it was the first round of the playoffs, seven game series, Leafs Habs. Who's taking it? And yes, we're in a barn once again. Welcome back to Zoom, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, that's yes.
1: not me though.
0: <laughs> oh, it's not. No, um, oh, interesting. <laughs> anyway, Peter, sorry, sorry to cut you yeah, off. Yeah, no problem. That's Leafs have
3: one of the things that I was actually dreading, to be honest, because um, for some reason the Senators have given the trouble to the Leafs this season. It's apart wild. from every like, yeah, but they always do. I, Yeah, it's crazy. But likewise, the Canadians, I think that is one team that can hold their own against the Leafs. Um, It's weird how those dynamics work. Like we can destroy one team like the the Oilers for three straight games and then fail against the Senators. And then um, while by no means that the Canadians run through us, they definitely hold their own pretty damn well. And um, in a seven game series, I can see it going seven games and even an overtime game in game seven just being real close and it i don't know would you guys say that the playoffs are pretty much set in stone right now for the north division a lot of people are saying that so it looks like it might be the canadians i'm not really liking that matchup matchup for the uh Leafs right now
0: yeah i do agree i think the playoffs are pretty much set in stone vancouver's obviously with the COVID situation they're going to be coming back this week but they're completely out of it calgary has lost too many too quickly and they're out of it. Ottawa was never in it to begin. I do think there is a chance. I'd have to double check the standings right now and I'll pull it up as I talk and kind of fill a little bit of time here. But the Edmonton Oilers currently have a seven point lead on the Montreal Canadians. Winnipeg is only one point ahead of Edmonton. So, I mean, unless Montreal kind of goes on a heater here, they do have a couple. And Montreal does have games at hand. They do. They actually have three games in hand. Edmonton, Winnipeg, Toronto both played 42. Montreal's got 39. Um, yeah, like it looking like the Habs are probably going to end up playing there if the status quo stays the same.
1: I I don't see much movement. I think, you know, they've, we were pretty much solidified and, you know, we have extra games against the Leafs as well, but I don't think that's going to change much. I think the Leafs have too much of uh, like a a, a differential for first and second Ottawa. They're just, they're the happiest last place team I've ever seen judging by uh, their, their press conference at the trade deadline. Uh, But you know, I mean, as long as you have Austin Matthews potting goals every game, yeah uh I, it's, it's without
0: a doubt the guy's winning the rocket richard this year i think that's pretty much in the bag oh he's got a
1: significant oh, yeah. significantly but uh yeah. peter what else is does austin matthew have coming up for him
3: yeah so austin matthews tomorrow is releasing uh an nft he's getting into the nft game which i've been pretty big on in the last month or so and uh that's interesting to uh say the least because uh it's exploding right now and Austin Matthews, I think, is one of the first hockey players to release his own. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's gonna be I, I don't know the details of it, but um if that succeeds probably, for him, which it's
2: it's probably okay, go gonna ahead. be a, a Bieber collaboration. So I gotta assume it's gonna include well, just hold on. Bieber. Before we go further into that,
1: for the folks that aren't as initiated, what is an NFT, Peter?
2: so an
3: nft is essentially a digital collectible um it's assigned a token it's uh there's only one of those tokens assigned to that particular nft nft stands for non-fungible token um it's built off the ethereum blockchain so it's all to do with cryptocurrency so people are jumping in on it for the purposes of not only digital collectibles but trying to um make some money off of it Mm -hmm. as well i'm trying to flip these so yeah so you see things like nba top shot which is a recent thing as well and that's exploding but that's kind of built to and into its own platform still nfts you have uh the mlb with tops releasing uh nft uh, cards as well but then you have uh austin matthews on his own releasing his own thing for charity um but even other realms in sports, like Khabib uh, Nurmagomedov, UFC fighter, retired for his 29-0 and record. He released, he's got a pre-order for some NFTs as well. WWE just recently did it. So we're going to see a lot of this stuff uh, coming yeah. up in the pipeline.
0: Now, we were talking a little bit off the air, and you had mentioned you've been in line for the NBA Top Shot. One of our own hosts here, Mikey, uh, you have a little bit of an experience with the NBA Top Shot. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Do you want to talk about that a little bit, how that went for you?
2: Uh, yeah, we could talk about it. Sure. So uh, yeah, I, I, couple, maybe a month or two ago. I don't remember when it was at this point, Gio. I don't know if you remember. It was um, roughly about a month ago. It was probably about a month ago. Uh, I, we got like, I, you know, all the NFT news started coming out. I was super into it. Elliot Friedman went off on Sportsnet about it. Um, so, you know, I did some research. We, we ended up, I ended up landing on NBA top shot Um. And I actually ended up buying into some of that stuff. So I have my own account, whatever. And I, and I, you know, got in line for one of the drops that they were, you know, they were doing like a card drop of NFTs cards. It's NFTs. Um, So, you know, I, I hopped in this queue. I waited, I waited. uh, And I didn't end up getting a pack. So it kind of sucked. You're kind of waiting there and you're waiting there. So that's at least how the experience went for me. So right now, like I got, I think 250 U S dollars in some form of cryptocurrency tied up in this, uh, NBA top shot, top shot, drop shot. I don't remember what Top, shot. Shot. top, top shot. shot, top shot, top shot. Money,
0: your money's basically floating in the ether. Yeah, right now. it is.
2: It is. So I, I have it and I, I, there was another drop yesterday or, or something like that for a th- it costed a thousand U S dollars to purchase the pack. And I was like, damn, I didn't even bother jumping into that. <laughs> First of all, I mean, the chances of me getting into get, getting a pack in that queue is probably zero, um, even though it's not mathematically. Um, but I mean, there's no way I'm dumping any more money into this uh, into this crypto thing, at least right now. For me, I, I, with that platform, I like, like you know, Mark Cuban came out with his own. He's going to he's going to create his own platform to display uh, NFT collections for you know various people um so
0: you you know oh did we lose the scare I think we might have lost the scare but Peter he did he was talking about the thousand dollars and the most expensive pack and you did have a little bit of information on that side you were telling us off the air do you want to kind of pick it up from there
3: yeah so a few weeks ago well let's backtrack about three and a half weeks ago I got into NB Top Shot and I was like oh what's this my friend at work told me about it and um, I looked at it and I've been big on, I already knew what NFTs were, but I didn't know what NBA Top Shot was. Mm-hmm. I looked at a card on there and I was like, hey, this is a lower level serial uh, number because the, the, the moments or cards are serial numbered. Um, and I bought one for $200, stupidly, um, because then it just kept dropping in value. Um, that weekend that I got into it, um, the All-Star Rare Pack came out. And I also stupidly put some money into that buying a Kawhi Leonard (laughs) moment for 600 bucks. Um, but I didn't get a pack or anything like that. I bought one thinking, Hey, there's, these are selling like hotcakes. Maybe I can buy one and flip it. Um, turned out not to be the case. Um, I went in on a drop pack drop for 67,000 packs, just a base pack. And I ended up being like number 200,000. So I wasn't going to get a pack. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've dabbled around in it for the last little while. I bought a few more moments here and there. I got a pre-order pack. And then yesterday I was eligible to get in on that legendary pack and enter the queue. So I did that. There were uh, apparently about 60,000 people in the queue because you had to meet certain criteria. My dumbass got uh, eligible for it for having spent $999 <laughs> in the marketplace. Uh, there were only 2,400 packs available for purchase. Sixty thousand people in the queue. I got sixteen hundred and fifty or so. Wow. So for a thousand dollars, yeah, I got Dude. it. Dude. So I <laughs> got a pack. Damn. I, like, I might as well buy this. And I did. I dropped the thousand dollars.
1: Oh <laughs> hey, I Raquel. bought it too. I don't give a shit. Hey Raquel. <laughs> Insert all right it. for, for you, have
3: you have to. I, that I had to. Um at this point, I was so deep into it. And I was like, the only way I'm going to make money off of this is if I buy a pack and try to flip what's in there. I was lucky enough to get one of the better players for the legendary drop. Uh, the legendary moment that I got was Damian Lillard. And I was able to flip that for 3500 to a guy who's been on the platform since like when the platform first started. He has an $8.5 million value account with, um, I think, 6,000 moments or something like that already on his account, which is a hell of a ton. So yeah. people are buying into this. I don't know if yep. they're hoarding them or what they're trying to do, but this guy's been in on it. I'm like, okay, yeah, That's give me crazy. the money for it. Uh, yeah, it is crazy. But um, I just don't know what kind of long-term, um, uh, what it's going to be looking like down the line. Cause like right now it's still early on, but I can't imagine this holding the same value for this long. Uh, maybe some of the other ones, but for example, LeBron James, the, the legendary yesterday, if I got that, that's selling for thirty thousand right now. So yeah.
0: it's crazy. Um, and we had uh, talked a little bit off the air, like we don't know really know where this is going. Um, we're just gonna kind of have to sit and wait and see where the NBA uh, takes it. If the NHL dips their toes in, we'll see how the MLB takes off. But you do mention about buying in. And I wanna know, as a Leaf fan, are you fully bought into the idea? that Jack Campbell can start for this team.
2: Going forward. Yeah.
3: Um, I think at this point we have to be um, bought in. I don't yeah. think we have a choice. Um, there's no one really else available on the uh, market. Mm-hmm. Um, Anderson, couple of reasons why I think his time is done with the Leafs is yeah. obviously contracts up um, lots of injuries right now. Hasn't really performed up to snuff. Um, and when he comes back from injury, like with the recent moves, the moves the Leafs have done and with Jack Campbell's performance, are we really going to want to put him in a starting position over Jack Campbell? I don't know. Um, they might be forced to do so, but I think Jack Campbell with his age and his performance and with his, like, we can probably solidify a contract with him down the line for something Half along of what the line
0: Anderson's making right now.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, the Leafs need that because they don't have a ton of cap room. So yeah. I'm pretty sold on Jack Campbell, to be honest. So overall, I don't think we have a choice. Um, plus, he's just performed real well.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it, yeah, there's that. He's performed really well. Really well. Just the I, the way I see the guys getting around him and the galvanize around him. And there's so much love for this guy. And, you know, I've talked about this before off the air with other people, but when you have a guy in net and you're playing forward defense or whatever, you got to have confidence in the guy in the back end. And I think that obviously translates to how well the team plays. And even before Jack Campbell had gone on this run, and I'll take it back to last season before the pandemic pause, they always just seemed to play with a little bit more sense of urgency and tighter when Jack Campbell was in the net. And I don't know if that's because they thought, oh, we don't have a guy like Freddie back there who can bail us out more often than not. So it just seems like they just collectively play better as a team. Maybe that's just kind of an out there thought. It's just something that you just kind of think you're hoping happens because he had an 11 and 0 winning streak and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, Freddie has to come back before the season ends. He's got to get in at least three, four games if you want to play him in game one. He's not coming off LTIR and starting game one in the playoffs. You know what I mean? No, well, and,
1: and that's what even Kyle Dubas had said, that yeah. he's just expected to be back a couple of games before the playoffs begin. And and I I, <laughs> I love Jack Campbell, the person, as a goaltender. I mean, there were some games where I watched where the puck just lands right on him, like the not the last Montreal game, but the previous one. They were just shooting right at him. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, anyone can make a goaltender look great if you just shoot right at the logo. So, I mean, off the ice, I think Jack Campbell is a gem on the ice. I, uh, well, we'll see this. Uh, I mean, it'll be very interesting, especially now with David Riddick coming yeah. in. Uh It's, it's he's
3: playing tonight. Yeah. Nice. yeah. This yeah. team or yeah. former team.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't uh, know. I realize I realize here.
0: Yeah. Today. It's That's crazy. Hype. Yeah. Past so, future. So we don't know exactly how David Riddick performed, but it, it is kind of exciting, but we will talk about this later on in the episode, but just the fact that they went out and oh, got no. a goaltender. Oh, no. Have I, have I cut out? Am I still here?
1: Well, okay, he's the host, so I don't, I think it's just going to pick up on his end. But uh, hold on, is he back? Hello, I'm here. Yep. Yeah. Hey, hey. What yeah, were you saying? Uh,
0: welcome to Zoom. Holy shit! It's deja vu. <laughs> you um, were not
1: Zoom. You were not missed.
0: Well, basically, yeah. Basically, what I was going <laughs> to say was there had to be a, a legitimate reason for them to go out and get a guy like David Riddick. They must know something we don't know, and maybe they really don't think Freddie's coming back this season or in the playoffs, and they just won't say it yet because they're waiting to get a confirmed word from either Anderson or the doctors. And even just kind of like scuffling through the tea leaves on what Keith has been talking about Dubis last couple of days. It's almost like they've gotten a word from doctors, but they're waiting for Freddie Anderson to give him the word
3: himself. I don't think they had a choice. They had to get David Riddick just because both of the starting goalies, well, both of the backup and starting goalie Campbell and, uh, Anderson both had significant long-term injuries this season where they were out for a significant period of time. So they're both probably, I don't even think Jack Campbell's a hundred percent just yet, you know, and yeah. you know, they can re-aggravate their injuries just like that. So they needed a uh, Riddick in there because who do we be left with uh, in the playoffs if both went down again we'd have Hutchinson and then who's the backup again? The guy we picked up. Yeah. 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 Billy
0: Billy Villalainen (laughs) or whatever his name is. And our guest last week, Stephen from the Hockey News, he kind of reassured us, you know, this guy's been really good on the international stage, world juniors, but I'm not throwing him in there for game one.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's great, Stephen. That means jack shit in the playoffs. I love you, Stephen, but still. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Wicked. Cool. Uh, God damn it. But Peter, uh, just before we we part ways, trade deadline, now, last week or two weeks ago, I think Geo said that the Leafs needed uh, to focus on a forward. I said they needed to focus on goaltending. Mike, I think he said wanted a defense. If I'm if I'm remembering I was, correctly, I was kind of a, for every position. But anyways, keep going. Hey, who isn't? But like, <laughs> <laughs> but Peter, what do you think of the Leafs making all these moves and not sacrificing any assets?
3: All if you don't think of the first as an asset really. I mean, it could be, I mean, players on the
1: side. roster, you know, whatever. Yeah.
3: Um, no good moves overall. You get a player like uh Foligno who's uh, solidified himself as a leader. And we have plenty of those on the team, which um, I don't know if we so much need that anymore now, because we have so much of that. And the players who did need that leadership from the likes of Marlow previously in the last few seasons, I mean, Matthews Marner and whatnot have grown up. So and like down the center, um, you know, it was a uh, play center. Right. I mean, he, like, did we really play
0: a season he plays, or two he plays here and there, but he's mostly or left wing to the left wing.
3: Yeah. I don't know. I, I like the pickup. Um, and, uh, definitely the Riddick one for a third round. That was a pretty good, uh, pick overall. And then, uh, occasional save Dave, as a uh- cat uh, would say, um, It's uh, I like the moves overall, especially since we didn't have to uh, we weren't going to get anything better unless we wanted to uh, remove someone from the team. And uh, I think we have enough chemistry right now overall that like I didn't really want them to mess around with that too much. So uh, adding a few pieces for a first round and a third round, um, I think the third round pick is next season anyway. Like, who cares? Let's see what happens with that. You have more players to move around potentially and see what happens going into the playoffs. But uh, um, yeah, one thing I wanted to bring up uh, and I'm sure you guys have touched upon this is just, I just don't know what this means for the Leafs and what it means overall for like Jack Campbell and whatnot, having played just in the North division. I don't know how this team really stacks up in the grand scheme of things. So if we escape Montreal or whoever it is and eventually we play one of the other teams, I really don't know where the Leafs are going to stand
2: good answer yeah, yeah well and- <laughs> it wasn't an answer he asked it was a question good well, qu- but the, the first the first part was a good <laughs> answer I thought it was a good <laughs> answer yeah oh, but true, the other the true, other true.
0: the latter is the truth we really don't know how they're going to stack up against and if you kind of put them with their original division the Atlantic Boston Tampa Toronto they'd probably be riding in the 2-3 spot because Tampa's running away with everything again so it'd be the same thing all over again you probably end up playing Boston in the first round But I think this time, I think this this time around the Leafs have a way better, well-rounded team. They're built more like a playoff team now. And I think Kyle Dubas has put all the chips in the table, get rid of the draft pick, worry about that shit later. You have an opportunity because they are by far the best team in Canada. They have an unreal chance to make it to the third round and to go for a cup. And, in fairness, the other three teams that are going to be there in the final four, they haven't played any other teams either. So yeah. it's going to be real interesting. And yeah. this is the chance. This is their year. I truly believe this is the time. They're, like I just said, they're by far the best team in Canada. They have the best opportunity they've had in a long time to make a real deep run. I but agree. the Leafs are the Leafs. So who the hell knows what's going to happen?
2: <laughs> yeah. Like I think, I think this is the best team that Toronto's had in years since I've seen them for sure. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think, I think they can measure up against some of the best teams in the league. That being said, Tampa Bay is a fucking powerhouse. So who knows what's going to happen with them. And then you always got Boston kind of knocking at the back of our brains and by ours, I mean, Leaf fans and the Leafs in general, um, just kind of kicking at the back of your brain saying, Hey, I'm still here, buddy acquisition of taylor hall i mean you never know how that's going to pan out and it's boston and they always find a way to fuck us over I, I the one thing i will say is i'm just looking forward to hopefully seeing the leafs play a team that's not canadian hopefully we get there and that's it that's all i uh, that's all i can hope for
1: it's good to hope i agree
2: Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> that's all i got, that's all but- I got left buddy
3: I think the biggest thing, though, is uh, if the Leafs do make it further down in the playoffs and if somehow, some way we do pull off the Stanley Cup, and I think this just applies to the Leafs. I think if the Leafs win, there's going to be an asterisk from thinking. everyone else. If anyone else wins the Cup, there won't be an asterisk.
2: I do, ag- I do agree with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's right. Not sure, not sure if, uh, you know, if I agree with it, like in terms of, I, I think it deserves an asterisk, asterisk. <laughs> asterisks i said it last year as well but i mean hey yeah, well I'll we'll leave it. on the
0: closing note of Colorado. <laughs> i mean uh chicago doesn't have an asterisk beside their 48 game season mind you. Yeah, so we'll leave it at that peter thank you so much P, for coming thank on thank you buddy listener of the month Absolutely. for march i believe because we're a little bit behind on the couple weeks here yeah so we up. we really appreciate it insert sound clapping here peter
1: cabral everyone <laughs> cabral. peter cabral Way Thanks to so go. You, I just I just want Thanks to say you look, me.
2: you look exactly like my cousin and he's Greek. He's he <laughs> lives in Greece. So oh really I okay say that yeah. I'll show you a picture later. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful story. <laughs> Thanks, Peter.
0: All right, guys. That was Peter. Uh, another fantastic listener of the month. We're so blessed and grateful to have loyal listeners of the show and Obviously, they love to bring a lot of other stuff to the table. That NFT talk, that's going to be real interesting. Yeah, we've never had a conversation. Yeah, exactly. And track that down the road. Um, CAC, before I let you get into your Taylor Hall spiel, because I as well have Boston on my three worst teams from the deadline. Um, Yeah, they went on and got Taylor Hall. Um, You know, if this is the poison you want to drink, go for it. Be my guest. (laughs) Soldier Um, Poison. I had Pittsburgh in there as well. You know, Jeff Carter, he's an older player. They gave up two draft picks and Pittsburgh doesn't have a lot of them because Jimmy Rutherford for years was giving away picks to stack up and, you know, kudos to him. He won two Stanley cups in a row, but that cupboard is going to be very bare when Crosby and Malkin and their time and Latang and, you know, Fleury's already gone. We've talked about this before in the past. They're going to have a real tough time, but Brian Burke, and Ron Hextahl, the tandem, the duo, they went out and got Jeff Carter. I like Jeff Carter as a player. I like what he brings to the table. But is it really that going to be the piece that's going to lead you to the promised land in the playoffs? Like right now, they're kind of teetering on that playoff spot. So I don't know. I just I think they could have done better there. And then Washington, obviously, the Manta way overpaid for that. I like I said just about Jeff Carter. Now I don't think he's gonna be the piece to put you over. Dude, but
2: if they if the if they offered the Leafs that for Nylander, I would have fucking traded him. Fuck that shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe,
0: maybe. I don't know. Probably anyway. Not. Sorry, I'm just <laughs> it just it just crossed yeah, my mind, know. and I was like, okay. Anyway, fair thanks. enough. But before we come to the end of the episode, Cac, give us uh give us your spiel about Taylor <sighs> Hall. Because I'm sure me and Mike are gonna feel the exact I, same. Way.
2: I.
1: oh you leaf fans you analytics people make me sick sometimes i swear (laughs) to god i mean you people oh right i'm gonna be canceled oh no (laughs) oh my goodness you already called them out those people are
0: the analyticals
1: yeah so i'm and i and that morning the next morning i was like am i the only one who thinks that the bruins overpaid for taylor hall and to the idiot leaf fans that were mad at doobie that who didn't go for him and we just said it no one wanted. like he didn't want to go there you didn't want him. So even if he wanted Hall, like it doesn't matter. Cause I don't think I, and I think you said on this show, the most that I would have paid for Taylor Hall is a third round pick at the most. Um, this is why you got to watch the show guys. Uh, Hall hasn't been the same player. He once was the lottery pick. Wonder has had two surgeries on the same knees, for four years or yeah, two surgeries in four years. And it shows his play in the bubble for the Coyotes and especially his play for the Sabres. Like if you actually sat and watched those games, doesn't really warrant a big return. And yes, he handcuffed them because of his no move, which I still don't understand why they gave him that, but they did. But, and I do believe like maybe, he wants to be on the second line and maybe he'll revitalize some of his career but his play has diminished substantially and you look at the last few years chalk it up to crappy teams injuries bottom line taylor hall is not the player he once was and what was interesting and in versus like Felino versus hall Felino wants to be the guy that the team can count on hall if you watched his press conference he's like oh you know i i, I, I want to be in the background i just i don't want to be the go-to guy like really you want that guy to come into toronto the guy can't even handle the the Buffalo media. How do you think he's gonna do? <laughs> I know. Like getting a second rounder to me seemed like a good haul and I made it and I'm like, I eh, get it. But um <laughs> Insert boom and and as for the lease for uh for the leafs, the guy wouldn't really like Brendan Pritam is a is a smart, smart guy, but I don't even think with the cap that that was going to work, even half retained and Dubis And that was like the thing is he no, he he didn't want to sacrifice any of the assets. So, would you have been pissed if like you sent a Lilligren or a Sandin or even underneath that, like someone below bottom? lower tier on the prospect pool and hall came down with an injury because he had a hangnail and he tr- walked into a door or something like th- sometimes the best trades you make are the ones you don't. You don't. And that's how yep. I feel about Taylor hall and the Toronto Maple Leafs. It, you know, it just, it, you know what, it's a draft where it's going to be a crap shoot anyway. So yep. my losers having said all that was Washington, obviously Buffalo only because they have no players really on the books for next season, and they mm. only got Anders Bjork. Oh, no, they so, got Jeff Skinner. <laughs> yeah, okay, whatever <laughs> Who they have to protect, yeah, but oh, but but Buffalo, they didn't <laughs> get any assets that have term. They got a bunch of picks. <laughs> Great, you got picks. It means nothing if you have six people in your in your amateur scouting thing, and they don't even they're not even that good. So I had as a joke Anders Bjork as my third loser, and he is a loser. He's a loser. We all know it. But the <laughs> third, he's a big time loser. But the, my third loser in all of this is is Edmonton because thanks mm-hmm. to the great mind of Pete in they there um Ken Holland's hands were tied and they don't have a oh shoot and they don't have a uh, Brandon Pridham so you know Ken Holland is Ken Holland and his his hands were tied
0: yeah did you, yeah, did you, you say oh shoot because you saw the clock come yeah, up? I did. it's it's, yeah.
2: it's timing down listen all i got to say is it's like about a bomb Taylor- mike
0: throw in your last three. all i got to <laughs> say
2: about Taylor Hall is this is your last chance if you can't make it work in Boston there's no other team in this world that can make you the player that you once were Good luck. I wish you all the best, buddy.
0: Yeah, I mean, so guys, you heard CAC and myself just kind of briefly explain quickly. We had to jump back on Zoom this week for some unforeseen last-minute events, and we're on a bomb timer. We literally have six minutes left to defuse the bomb. But I think we got in pretty much all the main points about the trade deadline, what we liked, what we hated. Peter was a great guest, as I had mentioned before. Um, So we thank you guys once again for listening. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, like, share the show, drop a comment or review on any platform. speaking of which, Face Off Hockey Podcast, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, and Google, Twitter and Instagram at Face Off Puck Pod. You can follow us at the names below, to the side, to the top. We don't know where it's going to be this week. But what we do know is we always end the show with Yager. Salute.